0: nothing 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 you could do straight up there's nothing you know could the boy do. says there's nothing I don't you know could why do. you want to play with it there's nothing you could do People are always asking me you know when did I get into fighting how did I get into fighting and there's actually a pretty long backstory to it that a lot of people don't know. Um, some people know that I was an artist uh, before I got into, into fighting and I was pursuing that that world. Uh, for a very long time but it's actually pretty interesting so my story starts way before even the art world when I was a um, when I was a kid uh, my dad got me into baseball cards and so I started collecting baseball cards and I guess I've always really enjoyed collecting things and being about the moments and and remembering them uh, for having you know collateral stuff to hold on to and uh, at an early age I think I must have been five or six when he first really got me into baseball cards. And first to start off just by trying to collect things that I liked, uh, players that I liked, teams that I liked. And then I realized that there was a value that people had on baseball cards. So I started selling baseball cards. My dad and I started going to card shows. We were selling it at fence. Uh, and then I got to a point, I want to say, when I was probably about eight or nine, I wanted to start making my own money doing it. So I started putting up signs in the local neighborhood that I was going to uh, be selling baseball cards out of the garage at my parents' house. So I would, uh, put, I would put up these little booths, these makeshift little tables, and I would just start selling baseball cards. And I remember um, it started off slow. I wasn't, I never really made a ton of money, but I, I, I got the taste of what it was like to make your own money off of doing something that you created. And so I started doing that with it, with him. And then I think we got a couple friends that we started selling baseball cards there. And then I got into, uh, for those of you who remember, Pogs. I was selling Pogs when those things were out. That was kind of funny. Uh, we were doing Pogs, what else were we selling? Um, I think Magic the Gathering came out later on. I don't remember if I sold that stuff, but it was, um, it was baseball cards, Pogs, and um, stamps. My dad got into stamps and then we started collecting that stuff and then we got into Beanie Babies. Um, those were actually hot for a minute and then they disappeared. Uh, after I got into uh, baseball cards, the next thing I got into was um, holiday season. I realized that there was an opportunity to make some money. The trees in my neighborhood—I think I'm, I was around 11 or 12 years old at this point. Um, the trees in that in my neighborhood had mistletoe all the way at the top of it. So I used to climb the trees around uh, the holiday season, and I would pick the mistletoe and I would sell them door to door in the neighborhood. So I mean, I was making a dollar. Uh, off each thing a mistletoe for the holidays and it was great you know when you're 11 years old you know you sell 20 or 30 of those you're you're king and uh i remember one specific situation though that was actually the last time that i sold mistletoe that um i was climbing a tree and i used to always do it on my own because i did, I was embarrassed for people to know that i was climbing trees to sell mistletoe which is funny because now i look back at it, i was like i want everybody knowing that i'm doing this because you can make a killing off of uh, the ideas of that but um I remember there was one incident, and this was a, a life-changing incident, where I was climbing a tree, and these trees are tall. These are the, you know, these are those, those really tall trees that um, you probably shouldn't be climbing without any supervision, especially an 11-year-old. And I was climbing the tree, and I remember getting almost to the top, because that's where uh, the, the mistletoe was in this one, and I remember telling myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab this branch, that way, so if the one I'm going to step on breaks, I have security, and I'm and I'm good to go. And uh, as I was climbing up there, right, here we go. So I'm gonna, I'm going to reach and grab it. As I reached to grab it, before anything happened, the branch from under me, underneath me actually broke out. It broke out from both legs, and I didn't grab the branch. And I remember falling like a, like a shrimp out of the tree, falling just straight to the floor and my head hit the last big branch in the tree uh, as I was falling and it flipped me forward. As it flipped me forward, I actually landed on my stomach instead of my head uh, on the ground. And I think that if I would've not hit that branch, I probably would've landed straight on my head and I would've died. But when it hit my head, it flipped me. I was completely dizzy when I got up and I remember looking up at the tree going, what just happened like I, I just I just got saved by the belt like that is just crazy if that happened that's why I started walking off and I was like man um I must have got a bunch of sap on me or something or the, the grass is wet because I feel really wet and I remember when I reached back and I touched the back of my neck my entire body had this chilling sensation happened. And when I looked at my hand, it was covered in blood. I had cracked my head open from the uh, from the, 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 the landing of the, the big branch. And I was so paranoid um, and scared of what was going on. I didn't want to go home because I didn't want to tell my parents that I was climbing trees. So I went to a friend's house because I knew his, his dad wasn't uh, home. He was at work. It was a weekend. And so I showered at his Trying to hide it from. Luckily, uh, when I got home, the the, the blood had, had stopped a bit, and um, I just needed a few stitches. But that was a scary moment, and uh, stopped doing this until after that. Uh, but that definitely wasn't the 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 end of my entrepreneurial uh, desires. In fact, if anything, it just made me realize I had to have a hunger for it. That this is something that I'm actually good at. Um, when I was, uh, in high school as a freshman, they gave us this, um, uh, option. You can either take a language or you can take an art. And now looking back at it, because I'm studying Spanish, now I'm trying to learn Spanish. I wish I would have learned Spanish, but because I didn't, I took the art class and there was one computer in the, in the, uh, in the art room and I remember it had a program at the time that Knew how to use it, it was called Adobe Photoshop, and I, and I think it was version one. and The art teacher had told me, Well, I don't know how to use it, but if you want to teach it to yourself, you know, I can give you credit for it in the art class. I was like, All right, cool, I'm into it. Um, I actually had been doing art my whole life, also. I've been sketching and I was doing graffiti and stuff, so I was really into art, along with you know, doing things on my own. And uh, so I taught myself Photoshop, and then I um, a thing called Adobe Illustrator, so I taught myself Illustrator, going through all the program softwares, the instructionals, and the uh, little step-by-step things, and so I started doing all these projects in school to learn this, so, like, I was turning in and making my own um, test because the teachers didn't know what was going on with the program, so I would do it on my own, and then by the time I think I was a sophomore in high school, I decided that... I wanted to start using this stuff and doing uh, freelance, so uh, I started offering business card services to uh, people that had businesses, my mom, my dad, uh, that was the easy first starts, and then anybody that I knew that had uh, little side hustles, I was making business cards for them, making a little bit of money here and there, and then it moved into flyers, and then I was like, wow, I really like this, and I can make some money doing this. I wanna pursue it, so then I uh, I saw an art contest that I, um, that I applied for, and it was for the movie Chicago, and I had to design a promo spot for it. I did that, and I didn't know that, that was going to be a, such a big moment for me that when I designed it, I won the art contest, and then I got accepted into a uh, design school that I was able to go at the same time of my high school, so I was able to split my time up. Now I'm at this this uh, design school while I'm in high school, and now I'm working on real projects, and that really was the fire for it. I, I started uh, learning how to uh, uh, do magazines. I started learning how to do photo editing. I started learning how to do design, understanding where the eye goes. And, I mean, this is all before I'm 18 years old.
1: So now my passion
0: for art is, like, at a, at an all-new high. So um, I was like, okay, what do I do with this? I ended up reaching out to uh, magazines, and I got an internship with a local magazine in Sacramento So I started doing uh, uh, page layouts Learning how to take photos And apply them to an actual process With learning the uh, the archival systems How we do deadlines And so it was really great Because now I've got this idea okay, I can take things that I enjoy doing And now I can learn how to actually put it out there And make money doing it Learning how the industry does it And then I said okay I want to go to art school So I uh to my parents and i made a portfolio i sent it out to the artists too i was accepted in art school and i said you know what this is really cool i want to become a professional artist i want to do this for a living i want to work for the big studios and at the time my dream was like wow i want to work for dreamworks this is this is the studio that i want to work for so that was my focus uh, went out moved from sacramento to uh to los angeles so i go to school started doing that and met a couple guys in school that really had the similar mindset. We started a production company, and in the production company we were making cartoons, we were making uh, motion graphics, we started doing our own freelance work, and then a buddy of mine said, you know what, why don't we stop messing around, why don't we just do our own thing? So I said, that's a great idea. So then we went and opened up our own studio. We uh, we started off with one small little uh, office space that we were renting out of uh, another studio. And, but because we were already there, we were able to get work from them. We started um, uh, promoting ourselves. We ended up getting bigger and bigger clients to the point where we needed our own space. So we left um, that that uh, that studio that we were at. That was a whole another crazy story. I'll have to tell that in another one of these things. That just the the. the Man, the madness that went on there. That was my first experience in the studio life. That was crazy. But we um, we moved out of that place. We opened up our own location. We got one office, and then one office turned to two offices. And then we had clients coming in from out of state all over the place for uh, for work that we were doing. We were like, "Wow, this is this is really taking off." I started. Hiring students from my school to come work for us on projects, as far as internships, it was giving them experience and opportunity on seeing how these projects works, Very similar to what I did in early age, but I was excited to be able to give that stuff back. And then um, we said, you know what? This is this is uh, really what we both want to do. So we put our money together, and this is before I knew how to manage money at all. So don't don't think this was me going like, man, Chats, you know, was really taking off. No, this is, I was an artist. Knew how to make money, but I did not know how to save money. All I knew how to do was be a 22, 23 year old, 24 year old at the time, and it was like, man, hustle, spend money, hustle, spend money. Don't save anything and just enjoy it. And I learned later that wasn't the best idea, but you live and you learn. So we decided that we wanted to open up a proper studio. We put our money together, and uh, we said, you know what? We've got the clients that are coming in, so. We'll be able to pay an overhead for a proper place. So we opened up a 5,000 square foot studio in uh, in Culver City, right next to Sony Pictures. It was perfect. We had a, we made a, a 50 foot uh, no, a 50 foot wide green screen that was 28 feet tall. We had full computer stations. We had a sound studio. It was everything that you would want out of a uh, out of a small production studio, and it was great. We were doing projects after projects. We were partying at the gym the whole time. We were uh, realistically hanging out and just living, doing what we are doing. But it still was project to project. You know, we weren't really putting any money aside. We were just having fun, loving what we were doing. And uh, I think about two years into that, um, I had already started fighting at this point. But this was more just a hobby to get in shape. Nothing, nothing uh, crazy. And I had an opportunity to fight for a, a the first the first title ever in California. And because it was still legal uh, prior to. And so when it came here, I actually fought on the first event, which is amazing. They gave me the opportunity to fight for a title and I had lost. And I had lost predominantly because I wasn't training properly. I wasn't doing things that I needed to do to, to learn to get better. And I was at this crossroads. The crossroad was, what do I do? Do I keep fighting or do I keep doing art? And the art stuff had become a bit monotonous to me. Like, it was fun, I love doing art, I love creating, but I wasn't enjoying it anymore. The passion that I had for art as I was growing up just wasn't there anymore. And um, I had this opportunity to fight for a title, I lost, and I'm like, okay, so what do I do? I said, you know what? I'm going to do something that scares the hell out of me. I, I, wanna, I wanna test myself and I want to prove to myself that I'm not afraid to fight, because I was. And I said, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to pursue this fighting thing. I'm going to let go of all my art stuff. I'm going to give my studio to my partner at the time. And I'm going to be all in. Because if fighting doesn't work out, I can always go back to the art world. And the funniest thing about it is, is that at the time, there was no opportunity to make a career out of fighting. There was no real money. In fact, my weight class didn't even exist. So I, uh, I decided I, I, I'm going to do this. So I packed up everything and gave him the studio, moved into my car. This is the first time that I uh, became homeless in my my life and my career. And I went and pursued it. And that's how I got into fighting. It wasn't like a, something I aspired to for a long time or that I truly wanted to do. And what it was is it was every experience earlier in my life, truly led to that, everything that I wanted to do, because I learned that if it's something that I want to do, I can do it, and that was the prime example of it, and then fighting ended up becoming this whole other entity to me, it's opened up so much more things in my life, it led me to everything that I'm doing now, and even now... Art is still a big part of my life. I get to design for the gym. I've done everything uh, for other studios, and now I'm I'm creating these branding developments, and there's so many different things that art is such a part of. And the most amazing thing about how everything is tied together is that when my dream of working for that studio, DreamWorks, when I was an artist, a professional artist, um, I had an opportunity when the, the film Occupation Fighter, the documentary was made about my life, Once it came out, because it was so art-oriented, DreamWorks actually reached out to us to screen my film for their artists. And to me that was just it was it was absolutely mind-blowing because not only was I always wanting to work at DreamWorks, I wanted to go to DreamWorks, I wanted to be a part of it, but I had an opportunity to go to DreamWorks and be a part of DreamWorks, but not in the in the aspect that I thought I was gonna be. In fact, it was so much deeper for me that I got to share my story with the artists of DreamWorks and they were going to watch my movie at DreamWorks about me to talk about my story to help them, which is just... That was the icing on the cake. It made me realize that I know this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's how I got into fighting. It's not what you are doing at the moment, it's what it takes to get there. And I think that that's been the story of my entrepreneurial career, is that everything leads us to the next stage. It's not about the result, it's about the process. And it wasn't until after I started fighting that these things started clicking in. Uh, before, when I was younger, like any of us, and most of us, you know, we want the results. Oh, we're not getting the results that I think that I, that I should be getting or what I'm putting in. And you know what, the result doesn't matter. It's the process that matters. And the day that I fell out of that tree and cracked my head open never stopped me. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is that it doesn't matter what happens while you're pursuing what you want to do. You might fall out of a tree. You might get knocked out. You might lose everything. But if it's about the process, you're always going to end up on top. So you just got to keep going, and you got to keep going, and you got to keep going. I'm just a kid who wanted to sell baseball cards. Nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up. There's nothing you could do. know the boy do. says. There's nothing I don't you know why do. you want to play with it. There's nothing you could do.